The Minutia Men Celebrity Interview is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. Hey, this is Tony Lozano, and if you like podcasts, well, I'm the guy that you want to meet. Well, maybe, but I have my own called Nude Hippo, the podcast, and I do it with uh, many members of and friends, uh, including Kimmy. Hello. We feature some of the coolest guests like Brian Cheverini, Ginger Z, Mr. Skin, Tom Dreesen, and so many more. These are like milestone interviews. They're timeless. So this way you could pick it up at any point. I suggest you start from the beginning. Nude Hippo, the podcast and Opie show. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radio Misfits. <laughs> the following is a Tony Lasano podcast and Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast and Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. Okay, we're very excited. Joining us on the phone, a financier, author podcaster uh, former white house uh, communications chief uh the po- the podcast by the way is mooch and the missus is that correct that that's correct yeah it's it's a lot cheaper than therapy guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that where my my wife takes a cheese grater to my forehead well be careful because it's not going to be cheaper than a divorce yeah. so make make sure you're okay with the podcast <laughs> so now uh we gotta avoid that we gotta avoid that at all costs. we saw you just turned 55 years old dave and i are both also 55 and um if we were standing in a line people would think oh look at those nice gentlemen with their son yeah you look much better than us buddy how do you do it what is the secret well that that's Okay, so that's hair tie and Botox, fellas. Okay, I mean that's the key. Okay, so uh, listen now. I was using Cuban leader black, but it looked terrible on on TV. So the color now is Latin American dictator brown. <laughs> you got to lighten it up a little bit. You need you need softer tones, and you need a good uh, Upper East Side dermatologist. And you two can look ten years younger than you actually are. So we also have to win the lottery uh, in order to have that kind of money to do that. <laughs> So, 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 middle-aged, fat, bald guy, Jewish guy look isn't the or, uh, the tone is what I'm using. I should change is no, what you're it's saying. A, it's a it's a good look. Everybody <laughs> thinks you have a higher IQ than me, so that's like a good look. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, don't, don't kid yourself. You got whatever look. I think the point of the story is whatever look you have, you got to go. With it. You know, I'm I'm early '70s Italian. You know, John Travolta, uh, Arthur Fonzarelli book. Got to go with that. You know. Well, it works great for you and look great. Uh, hey, can you settle a debate for us? Were you at the White House for 10 days or 11 days, and when does the pension kick in? Okay, so so this is like a super important point because it's a sore spot for me because if you take if you take July 31st and you minus July 21st, everyone says 10 days. But you got to think about it, fellas. If I work a full day on the 21st and I'm working a full day on the 31st, which I did, that's 11 days. Okay, all right. And so, you know, I, I, you know I, I'm trying to disrupt the fake news out there in the civilization, let people know that it's 11 days. Now, you, you could also say it was 954,000 seconds. <laughs> Sometimes I have to say that to my therapist, make myself feel better. But, but you know, you talk about the pension. So you, you got to get two pay periods to be eligible for anything in the government related to the pension. Uh, but I never would have been eligible anyways because I was one of 60 of the president's guys that elected not to take any pay. 
okay. Now, of course, I was only there for 11 days, so it didn't it didn't matter anyway. But uh, um, I didn't take any pay, nor did I want any pay. I was there to serve the country, and uh, but it's a rough place. Uh, these politicians think very differently than the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason why the president. The reason why he won because most Americans look at these politicians and say, "Okay, these clowns are not handling themselves responsibly yeah. or really serving the American people. They're just, you know, a bunch of clowns." So, so but let's, um, let's talk and, about. And it's going to get worse, guys. It's not getting better. Well, I'm with you there. I'm with you there for sure. But let, let's talk about what it's like to work in the White House. And I know you weren't taking any pay. But did, you know, I don't know, like a souvenir towel accidentally <laughs> slip into the briefcase? You know, there's the little coaster? presidential seal on all that stuff. I mean, there's got to be. Do you have any, like, yeah. souvenirs yeah, from that steal? Yeah, what'd you steal, buddy? Yeah, so, all right, so I, I walked out of there with nothing. Um, and uh, uh, the uh, one of the president's guys sent me a bottle of Trump vodka. Oh, And right. the coffee, the, the styrofoam-esque paper cups that have the presidential seal on them from Air Force One. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Coffee on Air Force, Air Force One. So I have a, a stack of them. And then the president sent me a, uh, a, uh, a nice uh, note, uh, even though I was only there for a short period of time, thanking me. Obviously, you know, I got hired to fire previous and Bannon. Right. So I did accomplish that, but I, uh, I caused a problem for myself on the way out. Yeah. And you guys may or may not know this, but uh, John Kelly fired me and, I had lunch with John uh, two weeks ago, and he's going to be the keynote speaker at my conference. So, oh, really? It's a lesson to your, uh, oh yeah, it's a lesson to your podcast listeners. There's no whining in sports or politics, mm-hmm. no grudges. Um, as I told John, you know, listen, I did something terrible, something that I shouldn't have said. Got picked up by a reporter I trusted. Can't trust the reporter. So those are those are my bad. It is a fireball offense. Yeah, you said some bad I words. I just wish he didn't. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I just wish he didn't fire me uh, uh, like I was an Austin Powers villain. I didn't think I needed to be ejected <laughs> from the situation like that. But like I told John and I told Trump, I said, you guys made me as famous as Melania and Ivanka. I didn't have to sleep with Trump or be his daughter, so I'm mm. fine. You know, he's just moving you, on. You're like a sort of you're like a one word guy now. You're like a share. You're Oprah. You're Mooch. I mean, you're you you there. <laughs> there's like there's only like a dozen people in the entire yeah. country that have the one name. Right. You got Twiggy in the '60s. We got yeah. the Mooch or Mooch. Yeah, you're right. You're a one name guy. Well, well I, I, it, 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 it in some ways is ominous. In some ways, it's flattering. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the flip side is you have to own it. What you can't. You can't do is you can't uh, uh, you can't shirk away from it. Um, you know that's the key thing. You know you just gotta own it. And so that's what I try to do. So you you were there for eleven days. Or eleven days as we just figured out. Yes. Did you get business cards? And 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 do other people in the White House have business cards? Like Mike Pence, does he have business cards? And like when he's at a lunch yeah, with I'm like pleased to meet you, Vice President. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, do, do you have business cards? Yeah. Can we so have Mike some? Pen- yeah. The pen- yeah, so the president doesn't have business cards. Mike actually, uh, Vice President Pence actually does have business cards. All of his assistants do. Um, I didn't get them. They they probably would be made for me uh, right before I got fired. But yeah. but uh, right. um, there's yeah, probably yeah, a box of them the sitting in somebody's office cards. there, right? Yeah, no, I don't think they quite got to it. Oh, you know? okay. I mean, listen, it was like the shootout at the OK Corral. <laughs> I, have, I have to remember that uh, you know these guys were leaking on the president real badly. I know. Uh, I mean, the president. The president's done a phenomenal job, but he made one very, very big mistake: making Reince Priebus the chief of staff. 
yeah. uh, was like putting the creature from the Black Lagoon <laughs> in charge of draining the swamp, right? I mean, this mm-hmm. guy was like the, a real uh, swamp creature. And so all he was interested in was adding swamp creatures to the White House staff and flooding uh, the swamp with more swamp juice. So, so that was a mistake that the president made. And listen, you know, it is what it is. You know, we move on. But, you know, he hired me to fire the guy. I got in there to mix it up. I probably shouldn't have started my first day with a chainsaw and a hockey mask. <laughs> um, I was a little bit too charged up because of what this guy was doing to me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, say la vie. You, know, you move on. But I think it's a le- also a lesson for your listeners. Don't put your ego and pride into your decision-making. I did that, and it cost me, and I made, I made some uh, classic mistakes, you know. Well, so, you know, the flip side is you got to forgive yourself after you make the mistakes and move on. No sense of kicking yourself over it. It, it is what it is. Well, let's face it. That's that job, the White House Director of Communications. It, that could be one of the hardest jobs in the world, and especially for this president. Yeah, I mean, no question. there are times you you wake up in the morning. I, I'm guessing you you wake up in the morning, you look at the Twitter feed, and you go, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna? I mean, what kind of, should I, 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 I call in right. sick? I, I can't come no, in today, no Mr. Question. President." And, and when he feels like nobody's protecting him or there's no media advocacy on his behalf or there's no surrogates out there, he, he launches into some serious Twitter invective. No, yeah. and, and a lot of times, you know, there's, there's some unstrategic unstri- tweeting. I mean, there was one situation where he was talking about Mika Brzezinski, who's on the show Morning yeah. Joe with her husband, Joe Scarborough. You know, the president used to call that show Morning Eating Crow. And so she's on there saying something nasty about him. He, he starts lighting her up. And I remember when we were friends and the blood from your facelift was dripping on my carpet at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. 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 You're just groaning and saying, you know, that's not that's not helpful because no. now you've got a mortal enemy and she lights him up for three hours a day every day. Right, right. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, I love the fact that you're willing to come on our show and you're, you know, you're not just on Fox. You do all sorts of, you know, your podcast. Um, so thank you for that. As podcasters, we appreciate your accessibility. But here's a question for you. You versus Chris Cuomo in a street ball who's going to street brawl. Who's going to win? Well, he's he's going to he's going to he's going to thump me pretty good because he's in unbelievable shape. We like to tease him and say he must be taking human growth hormone because he's like Mr. Muscle. He is pretty um, buff, I isn't he? I still think I can take him. Yeah, I think I can take him in a verbal sparring match, but this guy could snap me into a twig over his knee if I ever got really mad at him. So I'm, I'm always watching for where his hands are while I'm keeping him <laughs> on the air so I don't get popped somewhere. <laughs> we need to take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you're a fan of the English Premier League, you'll want to check out Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. As you can hear by his accent, Adam is from England originally. Chelsea fan, if you must know. And he's also an expert in soccer tactics and methods. He's the director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. So obviously, he has some incredible insights into the game. Tune in every week. We're on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. A Tony Lasano podcast, the No Pie Show. And because it's soccer, we never use our hands. Radio Misfits. Dot com. <clears throat> A lot of anchors do that. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, it's a thing. <clears throat> Are you ready? Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Let's that was do good. it again. What? That wasn't good. No, we messed it all up. What's wrong? What? How? It was going good, and then it went south. No, it didn't. Well, if that went south, get, see what happens now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. 
Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I need an agent. And we're back. We don't really talk politics on this show. Uh, it's kind of an apolitical uh, oasis in the middle of a cesspool nation. Um, but, you know, just good for you. Having, uh, having you on, I feel like we have to at least ask, you know, that... Obviously, I know you believe the president has done a lot of good things, mm-hmm. um, and arguably he has done some good things. What would you say, though, um, when he is asked if he's made any mistakes, he always says no, he has not made any mistakes. Do you? What are your well, thoughts all, about that? They all do that. Yeah. Well, listen, they all do that. Uh, George W. Bush asked before the uh, re-election, can you think of any mistakes you made? He said, no, can't think of any. Right. Barack Obama, you make any mistakes? Yeah. No, I can't think of any. And so so they all have that like uh, weird chip in their personalities when they're not capable of admitting mistakes. And they think it's a, a sign of weakness to admit mistakes. I take the opposite view. I think it's a sign of strength that you're able to admit your mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it's also a sign of forward progress because if you own your mistakes, uh, you're more likely not to repeat them. And also if you have children, and I've got five of them, I would rather – have my children see me with all my flaws as opposed to this quote-unquote sanitized version of me yeah i think that just puts too much pressure on children i'd like them to know that my ride to wherever i am has been a bumpy one and uh i've made a whole phone book of mistakes along the way so presidents made some classic errors he'd be mad at me for saying it but i will the child separation policy at the border is a ridiculous one i think that's been very harmful to him uh, some of these tweets are very unstrategic. You can't call Rex Tillerson a uh, dumb as a rock. He was your former Secretary of State. Yeah, yeah. And when you're doing that, you've got white suburban women that are frowning at each other and are like, hey, I'm trying to teach my kids not to be a bully. And you've got the President of the United States saying that the Secretary of State's dumb as a rock. It's mm-hmm. not helpful. And so, you know, he had 52% of the white women voters in 2016. Uh, he sort of needs that coalition again if he wants to win re-election. Don't be doing that. So, yeah. you know, I can think of others. I mean, listen, uh, uh, I don't like the war declaration on the media. I don't like the fact that he's uh, closeted into a few media outlets and very rarely steps out of that box. Right. I'd like to see him on these other shows. I'd like to see him, frankly, bring Joe and Mika Brzezinski to the White House and be interviewed by them. I think it would diffuse some of the hatred there. That's my opinion. He would disagree. And he would probably, if he was on the podcast with us, he'd say, well, you know, that's the reason, Anthony, I'm president, and you're not. Well, he's welcome so, anytime you know, I, here. I, I yeah. yeah, if you can get him on the yeah. show. Yeah. Sure, yeah. we'll oh, talk he, to him. Oh, he knows how to riff. Trust me, he knows how to riff. You saw him at CPAC last week. Oh, my he can God. riff for two hours. So, <laughs> to, so, uh, yeah. so, but listen, you know, here's the thing I will say about him. Whether your listeners like him or they don't like him, I've seen him up close and personal, and he's really trying to do a good job for the, the American people. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, I've seen him make some very tough decisions. And those decisions are made uh, not with self-interest, but in the best interest of people in the country. And so I don't say that as a partisan. I don't say that as a Trump apologist. I say that as somebody that was there. Uh, remember, I was in the White House 11 days, but I worked with for him for nine months on the campaign mm-hmm. right. and for 12 weeks on the executive transition committee where we were trying to form the government. So, so I've seen him in action. And. You know, people say to me, well, he's done X, Y, Z. Why are you still supporting him? And my answer is, well, I think he's got uh, a well-intended 
uh, decision-making uh, system that he's using, and uh, I'm not going to break ranks. So I think what Michael Cohen did to him is uh, unfair. Um, nobody, particularly in the neighborhood I grew up in, would like a rat. I think what Michael did, and I like Michael. He's a, been a friend of mine as well. You can't turn on each other like that. It's just uncool mm-hmm. and it's unsportsmanlike conduct. Have you been called in to testify or uh, been interviewed by any of the uh, uh, Robert Mueller people? I have not, no. I've never been called in to testify. Um, and uh, you can see I wasn't on that list of 81 people. And, you know, I, I, I told somebody, I think on one of the uh, networks, that when Steve Bannon and Reince Priebus, uh, through jealousy, the typical Washington zero-sum game nonsense, used to leave me out of meetings, I used to feel sore about that, and I used to feel that I was at the wrong lunch table in right. the Mean Girls movie, yeah. you know, where yeah, I just wasn't allowed school. to sit in a certain area. Exactly. So I used to go home and complain to my wife, oh, geez, you know, these guys cut me out of another meeting. And now, fast forward two and a half years later, guys. <laughs> thank God, right? Could it be happier that they, exactly, thank God. They cut You're me out saving of the yourself meeting, a so fortune in, in, in attorney fees. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And so, you know, that would have been a million dollars worth. When I saw that 81-person list, the only thing I could think of, guys, was $81 million. Yeah, now, right. I'm not saying that's going to be proportionate. You know, meaning right. one, one guy's got a million-dollar bill, one guy's got a $2 million bill. Another person has a two hundred thousand dollar bill, but trust me, those eighty one people in aggregate—that's eighty one million dollars yeah, yeah. of legal fees. Yeah, and that's the nonsense that the American people hate about Washington. You know, they'll be on wild goose chases for the for the next two years, like they were in the last two. Years. So, you, so you don't think uh, th- that he's ever going to get impeached? Oh, I think it's uh, I think it's very very low possibility. Nancy Pelosi telling people publicly. She doesn't want to go near that. She she recognizes that, and, you know, the last Quinnipiac poll, which came out yesterday, 60% of the American people, or I think it was 59% of the American people said, we don't want this guy impeached. So go ahead and move to impeach him. Right. You'll have the same exact situation happen that happened with Bill Clinton. His poll numbers will go up. Well, I think that's right. But then that same poll, they also, 64% of the people believe that he committed a crime. Yeah, <laughs> so before he was president. That's not good either. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. remember, they, people think he's dishonest and think that he committed a crime, but they still don't want the American people on the international stage to go through the process of impeachment. Yeah, I think, you know, and I, I think and I that's right. Beat him, at the ba- beat him at the ballot box. Yeah. Yeah, let your beat voice him, Beat him at the ballot box. You want to beat him, beat him at the ballot box. Well, you know, we really appreciate you being on the show with us. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 I want to give you one big chance here to promote your podcast, a podcast, a podcast uh, yeah. promotion. You're on here. the team now, buddy. Uh, because, uh, you know, yeah, welcome to the podcasting world. And uh, why don't you tell everybody what they will get when they hear your podcast and where to get it? Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. So my wife and I were in the throes of a divorce during my time inside the White House. And so I was getting tabloided pretty heavily. Her and I had a perp walk in the divorce court. And, uh, you know, she's somebody I love a lot. We were fighting. Uh, Some of it was personal. Some of it was political. Um, And so I went cap in hand. Again, you know, your pride is your enemy. I dropped my pride. And I went to see her after literally one of our divorce uh, trial sessions. I said, listen, I don't want to do this. I'm still in love with you. Can we figure out a way to make this work? And so uh, she said yes. 
we started that process. I went into L.A. Uh, to a radio studio with her, and the producer there looked at me and said, wait, 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 that's your wife. I said, yeah, that's my wife. She said, I thought you guys were getting a divorce. Yeah, that's, said, that was well, in that's the page news. one of the tabloid. Yeah, exactly. Page one of the tabloid is the divorce. Page 99 is the reconciliation. <laughs> he true. turns to me and says, well, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, I, instead of just interviewing you, do you think she would also want to come into the radio studio, studio and be interviewed? And so she looked at me and said, yeah, no problem. Fifteen minutes later, uh, he's bringing us into his office and saying, okay, you guys get great chemistry. You're talking very honestly about real-life problems, relationship problems, parenting problems, political problems, issues that are related to the current events and the zeitgeist of the United States. Let's do a podcast called Mooch and the Misses. It's on Radio.com and obviously the uh, iTunes podcaster. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've had an enormous response. I'm very thankful for you guys mentioning it. But uh, my wife is a liberal. I'm more conservatively bent, although I'm very liberal on social issues. And we go at it for a good 35 minutes. And it's a vigorous debate. But it's also, you know, revelatory about what is our opinion going on in our society. And, and by the way, how do we handle the ups and downs of our relationship and some of the pressure now that we have such a high profile and, uh, you know, you got a lot of social media scrutiny out there. Um, God, God, God forbid I say something inappropriate, it ends up on Twitter or uh, Facebook. You know, so right. so we talk a lot about those things as well. And I was I'm, uh, I was in Cleveland, Ohio last night, and two women came over to me and said, "Hey, just tell your wife we love her. We love the fact that she gives you so much stuff <laughs> on that podcast." And so, you know, she she comes at me pretty hard, and it's. Uh, you know, so she's if, a if typical wife. <laughs> Pick up your socks, well, Anthony. She's a great wife, but she, We're all married yeah, she's too. A great yeah. wife, but she knows how to bust. She knows how to bust balls, fellas. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I think I think they're taught that. Uh, like while while they're waiting to come down the aisle, <laughs> someone pulls them aside and <laughs> yeah, teaches them that. Right. Remember in sixth grade <laughs> when we were separated? <laughs> that's what the that's what the teachers. It wasn't sex ed. It was how to bust our balls. Right. Exactly. Well, thank exactly. you very much. It was a full-blown training center. <laughs> yeah. Thank you My very pleasure, much guys. for being on the show. Much help right, to God you. God bless you guys. Happy Thanks. spring. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take it easy. What a great guy, huh? <laughs> the Mooch is a good guy. I will say this. He is a good sport. Yes. Good sport. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Check out his podcast, too, The Mooch yeah. and the Misses. That's right. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we will be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? And Friends, starring me, Tommy. <laughs> and me, Kimmy. And me, Sam. 
come meet your new best friends. <laughs> hey, if you want to listen to our show, this is what it sounds like exactly. It's all about those conversations you can only have with your true friends. So come meet your new friends, Tommy. Kimmy. Sam. Right here with Ant Friends. Me want you as friends. <laughs> Radiomisfits.com. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. I, I hope you uh, tune in again next week for another episode of... That's you, Dave. Oh, Minutia Man. Minutia Man! Thank you. Time now for Rick and Dave to both share a story or two about things going on in their lives. Involving the kids, the wives, or both. And now, Rick and Dave. <laughs> I just pressed the wrong button. <laughs> uh, that was a that was the wrong exit. Uh, <laughs> Hang on, maybe this is it. Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. Nope, this is too. Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. Okay, that's also incorrect. <sighs> hey, Rick. Yeah. Um, before we do our next show, yeah. I want you I want you to read a book. It's called The Radio Producer's Handbook. <laughs> okay. Um, it's written by, I can't remember the guy's name, but maybe that'll help with some of the technical problems that we had during the show. Okay. <sighs> You know, you shouldn't be putting me in charge of the all the technical end of it. That's the that's the key. That's the problem here. You wrote a textbook on how to do this. Tony Lasano podcast and Opie production on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs>